Shut up and sit down. Well, well, well. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to Third Shift. This is episode 50. We made it. Woo! Part of me never really thought we would. Part of me said, hey, why wouldn't we? But yeah, this is episode 50. We've made it to the big old 5-0. It's been a grand journey. It's been a wonderful time. I'm your host, Matt. As always, with me, it's my boy, Eric. Eric, how's this fantastic week been treating you, dude? Heck yeah, man. Quarter in, busted it out. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to celebrate the week of our 50th episode. Unfortunately, this isn't the big one. Next week's the big, big one. You know what I'm saying? The actual real one-year anniversary. But the big 5-0 hit, and unfortunately, as I keep saying, because it is super unfortunate, I want you guys to understand this. We were at work, suffering. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> On the bright side, I got free pizza. Yeah, we yeah, did get buddy. a nice pizza lunch. <laughs> hey, so long, guy we've never heard of or talked to, but thank you for the pizza and pop but for your retirement you for celebration. <laughs> and a slice of that wonderful cake. It was just delicious. Oh, man, there was I cake? I didn't get cake. Oh, sh- oh man, Boo. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this week it's been all about work. Life's been pretty just hum ho, hum ho. Not a lot of gaming once again because work and work, work. Mm-hmm. Did some usuals, your Persona Five, a little bit of Battleborn here and there, touch of Overwatch here and there, and that's quite frankly been it in a nutshell. I had a couple days with uh, being home alone, which I haven't had in years. Yeah, true. My uh, wife and children went up north to celebrate the 4th of July with some other family. So it was definitely a different experience coming home in the night, you know, just silent house, nobody there. It's just like, well, this is strange. Just you and your mouse, buddy. Yeah, just me and my little mouse. He's like (laughs) two feet long. Not quite a rat. <laughs> Two feet long would be like that big. <laughs> I was going to see if anybody would catch that. <laughs> uh, my, my little mouse, I mean raccoon. He's <laughs> <laughs> just going to be as big as one of your daughters one day. Hey, there he is. Ride the mouse to school. <laughs> I can swear I've seen a horror movie where there's a rat the size of like a kid. It was just sitting there. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, it's Frankie. If you don't touch him, he won't eat you. I don't want to come to your house anymore. <laughs> well, see, it works out well for you because nobody comes over. Nobody as ever it is. comes to my house, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, uh, dude, let's just play that? online. Let's play online. Yeah, oh, okay. Exactly. Just well, hear, just hear him chewing away on the walls in the back. <laughs> Frankie, stop it, man! <laughs> You're gonna make me replace the drywall again. <laughs> All right, Jesus, man. You just go curl up when in your daughter's bed. Just ah, uh, she'd, she'd like be the hostage <laughs> living in the house. Yeah. Let him eat the drywall, or else you should wake or up. Else or else I just... might eat your child. <laughs> oh man, I don't like this deal. I'm scared. Oh, other, other than the adventures of the mouse, not too much. Been a uh, quiet week. What about you? Yeah, like you said, been a pretty quiet week. Nonstop quarter end madness. Had a couple days off here and there to break it up a little bit, but still, man, anytime you work more than five days in a row, it's just 
I don't know. So outside of work, though, it's been a pretty good week. Playing some Steins Gate Zero, watching the Steins Gate anime. Loving both of those. Playing some Overwatch, playing some Battleborn. And, of course, this isn't the wrestling podcast, but I should mention it. Last weekend was the New Japan G1 special from Los Angeles. Two of the best wrestling shows I've seen in a long time. Some amazing matches from Kenny Omega. That dude has got to be the best wrestler I've ever seen. All of his matches are amazing, but in different ways. And other than that, I think that's pretty much it for this week for me. Something we did this week as a team was our Talented Tuesday art competition featuring Minrec. Good old Minrec. Oh, it was funny, Matt, because we reminded ourselves we got to do the Talented Tuesday. Uh-huh. And the days went by. Tuesday morning comes around. I check our little our little PM stuff. And sure enough, you go, hey, don't forget Talented Tuesday. Hashtag forget Talented Tuesday. Yep. <laughs> it's because I was sitting there literally the day before. I was like, oh yeah, Talented Tuesday's coming up. I need to make sure I actually draw out my scenario I've had in my head for over a week. And then it got to be Tuesday, quote fingers morning for me at midnight. And I went, yeah, there's my colored pencils and my paper that I left out here. Oh yeah, I actually have to do that. But it came together. Yeah, it did. that's true. I liked all three of ours, so... That was a win-win for me. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed mine. I enjoyed yours. Danny's obviously artistically was the best. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, she can draw. You know that mm. it usually puts you at an advantage. <laughs> typically, <laughs> I thought you and I had some pretty creative ideas, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I liked yours. <laughs> just turning the old car into the new car. <laughs> and then, and then mine. Of course, I had to find a way to get away from drawing Minrek's actual head. So it's just mm-hmm. like, here's the giant gaping maw, which is detailed enough on its own, because you got to draw the little teeth and crap in there. Oh, yeah. But I was like, yeah, block it out by him saying something and just try and crop it. That works. And then anytime you incorporate geekdom yeah. into other geekiness, it's always a win. Mm. Yeah, I like Lord of the Rings. Wow, yeah, Frodo's my friend. <laughs> I saw the <laughs> ring of power and I clapped. I recognize that. Yeah, Yay. exactly. <laughs> And everybody loves cars, you know? That's true. Oh, yeah, I love me a Camaro or a Malibu. Wow. Or, you know, nowadays, what is it? I don't buy American. I only buy Toyota. I'm going to drive myself a new Prius. I'd never drive American. That's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, check out the Twitter for the preview versions. Hit up the Instagram for the full versions. And coming up next week on Tuesday, we got IG2G number 10. Going to be fun. Heck, yeah, we do. There's a few games rolling around in my head already I want to talk about, so... Looking forward to it, and I feel like we're kind of starting to get in the swing of things over there. I'm liking it. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. I know. It's going to be the worst recording session. Know, right? <laughs> like 18 <laughs> hours of editing. That'll be all right. We'll be fine. No, it'll be okay. And then also this week, they released shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands, the pre-sequel. So as always, hit up the Twitter, hit up the forums, hit up your preferred shift code provider, and go grab those up. What else we got going on this week? They did tweet out just recently that the Borderlands franchise is on sale via the Xbox Ultimate Game Sale. They specifically tweeted out a link to the Handsome Collection, which I think was a little over half off. I think it was 25 bucks. Good deal there. Obviously, you're getting hundreds and hundreds of hours of gameplay. What else is going on this week, Eric? Well, there's a little tidbit I found, which I'm not sure how I missed because I do follow Randy Pitchford on Twitter, etc. Mm. More than after kill, caught a little tidbit. Randy Pitchford on June 28th, I believe it was, was uh, in the middle of a discussion, debate, whatever it was about something going on. Well, first off, Randy, in response to somebody else, said, what do you disagree with me on, basically? And he was referring to a completely different subject. However, a Borderlands fan jumped in, and I quote, his name is Beat Romano, says, the direction Borderlands 2 took. I prefer the way weapons worked and the drier humor of Borderlands 1. They've been tight-lipped about anything Borderlands, pretty much. So Randy Pitchford did respond with, and I quote, 
That said, I love Borderlands 2, but I share your opinion about Borderlands 1. Hmm. I think the tone in the next game is closer to 1 than 2. That's interesting because 1 did, as Beat Romano said, have a darker tone and drier humor. Yeah, that's true. And not only did it have that, but the weapons in 1, Morn After Kill talks about it a little bit, and obviously the Borderlands community has debated for a long time on the subject. Hmm. I think Borderlands 1 did have a better weapon setup with the proficiencies and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of using like all the gimmicky things that Borderlands 2 kind of incorporated into your Jacobs and your Hyperion. Borderlands 1 just kept in the stats and, you know, all that good stuff. So I did appreciate that a lot more because it made the weapons more fun to get because you were finding a lot more useful weapons, whereas in 2, you know, as we all know, like assault rifles are complete garbage no matter what you get for the most part, that type of thing. But in those quotes... It didn't specify that the weapons were going to be what's changed, but it did say that the tone of the game is more in tune with one than two. So you can kind of say maybe weapons-wise they're going to go lean more heavily towards part one than two, but for sure it's not going to be the wonky... It might have some wonky humor, and I still hope it does, because I do love some characters from two, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's going to tone it back just a notch and come back more into that darker mood. I thought that was entertaining. And pretty useful, a little tidbit of knowledge, because any news right now, you're like, oh my gosh, what'd you just say? It's just entertaining that in the middle of a a totally unrelated debate that Brandy Pitchford is, and he actually dropped a little piece of information on Borderlands 3. So what do you think about that? Are you excited for a darker tone? I am excited for the darker tone. I believe that one holds a special little spot in my heart, and you know, over the years, I haven't been able to kind of discern whether that's just nostalgia. Yeah. Because of when I played it, it being the first one I ever touched and got my hands on. Plus, at that time, you know, I was just a young man, freaking let loose, killing money, wasting time, wasting life away. Very true. Whereas when I got into two, you know, we were I was already setting a foundation, and, and two was wonderful. We had a, many a good time with it. Oh, God, yeah. But I do think that there's points in two, especially if the guns change. I did prefer the guns in one over two, for sure. Way better. Okay. So if that's part of it, I'm totally on board. But I I can honestly say I will miss that wonkiness. Torque. I mean, come on. Yeah. So I'm like... <sighs> but I, on the same token, General Knox was awesome. And he wasn't insane and crazy and out there. But he just gave that dry, witty humor. And it was fantastic. You know, a good meld of those two. Bring, bring a couple of your wild animals over from two. And then returning characters that have more of a witty, intelligent vibe to them. That'd be the perfect mix for me. I, I kind of want I want a blending of the worlds and like just make babies out of both of them. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> so for me, I didn't play nearly as much Borderlands 1 as you did. I, I bought it and I bought all the DLCs and I was like, this is going to be my new game to play. And then I never really got into it. I mean, I played around with a couple of the different characters, a couple of different weapons, but it just never hooked me. But I was also playing that totally solo. And I played through Borderlands 2, obviously with you on Borderlands Nights, having a grand old time. So my vision of Borderlands 2 is a lot, well, it's a lot better, and it's a lot subjectively better, like more fun than Borderlands 1 was. Oh, indeed. Didn't get much into it, so I don't know what the difference in tone was, but I can appreciate what this commenter was saying, because a lot of the times Borderlands 2 is just so far out there, you know, you can't take it seriously. Mm -hmm. So it would be nice to have more 
serious enemies. I mean, Handsome Jack is an awesome overarching evil enemy. Well, you know he's maniacal and evil, but at the same time, you love him for it, so it's hard to get invested in like wanting to kill him. Exactly. I think if they brought a darker overall tone, that would be good. And I don't remember a lot about the proficiencies, but I remember you could level them up the more you used them. So I think if they took the crazy guns from 2 and then said, hey, if your SMG proficiency is A plus or S or, you know, whatever the ranking system is, then it unlocks this other ability. I think that would be a cool way to kind of smash them both together. Here's a crazy gun that talks to you and slows you down, but if your SMG proficiency is way up, then the Bane doesn't slow you down and you can just run around at full speed with this crazy talking gun. Something like that I think would be pretty cool. That would be awesome. And it obviously consists exactly with what I said. It'd be nice to kind of mix the two worlds and get a happy medium because I like parts of both of them. And speaking of playing one, is it on the PlayStation 4 store or do you have to go back to the PlayStation 3 for it? I don't think it's on the PS4 store. Not 100% sure, but I don't think so. Because I no longer have a PlayStation 3. And I was going to say, we need to get in there and play that game. It's never going to be remastered. Randy Pitchford already stated that in that one comment, would you rather we keep going full steam ahead and release Borderlands 3 faster than you may think, Mm -hmm. or go back and take the time to remaster Part 1? So basically, we're not getting a remaster of 1. To the best of my knowledge, I could be completely wrong. I don't know. Right, right. But from what what was said... It doesn't seem like that's gonna the course of action they're taking. So we don't think it's on the PlayStation 4 store. So here's an idea, Gearbox. Put it on the PlayStation 4 store. As a PS3 classic. As a PS3 classic. Yeah. So we can pick that sucker up and go through again. Especially since sometime in the future, we're going to get Borderlands 3. It'd be great to go all the way through 1 again in the DLC. And then, of course, you know, I don't know if we need to play through 2 again. We've already played through that one a thousand times. <laughs> no, we got to start new characters, play yeah, through it all over again. Play through it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh you know build up two three just like you do it when you're reading a book you know yeah, you're yeah like all right the new book's coming out next year i'm gonna read one through six again so i'm fresh or the new movie's coming out next year so i'm gonna watch one and two to get ready for three exactly so there you go gearbox get that sucker out as a classic you got two purchases right there at least yeah that'd definitely be cool and it would give us more variety in what we're playing hey you want to play battleborn you want to play overwatch you want to play this you want to play that plus i haven't played it in so long that it'd be almost not fresh but it'd be pretty damn fresh because it's been years since i've touched it so also this week we've got the free rotation in battleborn for you this week we've got atticus benedict the trash can bird my girl reyna cleese whiskey foxtrot and kelvin what do you think about this lineup dude Man, this week's lineup, man, this is a weird one to me. Mm-hmm. Kelvin, because Kelvin, he's he's a tank, but he's a very special tank. Yeah. You know, I don't think he fits, like, the normal role. And then you got Atticus, who can take a few hits, but isn't a tank by any stretch of the imagination. He's a tanky brawler. Yeah. And then you have Cleese, who is also, like, a territorial tank-ish kind of character. Exactly. I have, like, three sort of tanks, I guess, is... Mm-hmm. It's very odd. That's an odd pick. And then, of course, Trash Can Bird. Holy cow. <laughs> Get him out of the rotation. He's, he's... I will say, if you're going more like tanky than straight DPS, he is pretty powerful if you can land those rockets. I mean, when we go up against my buddy Mexican Cheeto, he just wrecks us with his Trash Can Bird. He's freaking amazing. Yeah, he's terrible. God bless. I get very sad when I see him now. That is not fun. <laughs> and I see him broadcasting all the time on Twitch or YouTube or whatever. When I sign in, I'm like, oh, look, Mexican Cheeto's broadcasting. Who's he playing? Oh, yeah, Trash Can Bird. Yep. Okay, and he's killing everybody. Uh, in fact, we were probably part of one of his streams, you know, when we were getting wrecked by him. That's true, actually. Week, I, should, so. I should go back and check. Mm-hmm. Look at these <laughs> fools. 
<laughs> taunting us after he kills all three of us every uh-huh. single time. So Trash Can Bird is interesting just because I feel like he takes some time to get used to. Oh, yeah. And isn't a character you just immediately pick up and are like, oh, I understand. He's just going to be great. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then you're flying around being a pro. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Raina is awesome. And she can be a great healer, but it takes time and getting into her, you know, helix to ramp that up and make her really efficient at it. So you got, you know, these three sort of can do tank jobs, and then you got Trash Can Bird and Arena. I mean, I feel like this is definitely the oddest week we've had yet. Although I will say, if you're going with a, a sort of a sub-healer like Reyna is, you know, we've said you can build her as a healer, but even if you choose not to, she's got the overshield. Mm-hmm. So if you've got tanky characters with her... Giving them overshields instead of heals. Her not doing straight healing, it's a pretty good option for most of these characters, I would say. I mean, even Trash Can Bird. Well, and he's not supposed to be taking a lot of damage anyway. But I mean, he can just fly out if he's got trouble. Mm-hmm. And then you got Whiskey Foxtrot. Well, obviously he's your Oscar Mike slot in. Yeah. I mean, he's more complex than Oscar Mike, but he's pretty easy. I think. Yeah, I think he's still in the vein of Oscar Mike. Yeah, you can do Oscar Mike. You can figure out Whiskey Foxtrot. Yeah, so that'll be the go-to for those who are like uber new and just like uh, I have no idea what to pick here. Mm -hmm. Oh look, a man with a gun, (laughs) and then force the other players to have to pick some of the more strange characters. I think overall, though, none of them are that difficult to play. It's just it takes time to learn some of them. Like Kelvin is going to be difficult. I still don't know how to play that freaking stupid ice rock monster. I feel like it's a good lineup, but they're a little tricksy. But I do think it's a pretty good way to kind of mesh them all together. I think they did a good job on this one. I think it'll be an interesting week. You know, you're getting to that point where you do have to start making more unique teams. Yeah, that's true. And I think, like you said, they did a pretty good job with picking out a few that would balance one another, especially once people start getting the hang of it and play them correctly. Rolling on into the battle plan from the free rotation. New this week, they do go over the tank anchors mode really quickly, saying, hey, we did that this week. So, hey, why don't we talk about that real quick? What was your takeaway from this uh, this crazy new mode that they dropped? Well, you got to play it more than me. That's true. Winning for a few rounds. Unfortunately, we got beat up two out of those three rounds, and I felt uh, that the pullers were at a very big disadvantage to the pushers. Yeah. But I played Galt for two, then I played Montana on the third. The two times I was Galt, I just felt like Montana and Boulder were able to just run all over me, especially Montana, and that whenever I was Galt, I would try to get towards an edge, line it up, so when I pulled them to me, they'd fall into the cliff and not just get pulled over to the platform with me and then push me off. Right. Two things happened. Either a, I didn't get close enough to the edge, I'd pull him to me, he would land on the platform and then laugh at me and push me off instead. Or B, while I'm trying to line myself up for that perfect pull, they would just come and push me off anyway. So I found that Galt was not a, the greatest pick for this. Maybe if you had a, like a really organized team, you were able to confuse people, keep things pushing... I'm sure there's all sorts of scenarios where you could make it work out well. I found that just going in to have fun, he was not the pick. <laughs> Montana was much better. And this happens to be the round we won as well. Yeah, that's true. I was like, okay, go in, you just, you know, fly over, knock them off. It's hilarious. It felt like what I think they were going for. Yeah. You know, that good feeling of flying in, hitting them, you get that connection, they go flying off, you're laughing, you're running around, doing the same thing. And it was even funny occasionally when you'd miss, and then you just go flying past them right off the damn edge and yep, then die yep. yourself. That was funny. It was humorous. So I'm like, well, two out of the three, I shouldn't have been Galt at all. I should have just played Montana or Boulder. Mm. Montana for me, just because I've never really liked Boulder too much. And then I understand how good and fun this mode can be. But as a polar, I just think there was something missing there. 
the mode has potential. Yeah. And I like I like the idea behind it. And I, I saw a lot of people said they really enjoyed the heck out of it for what it was without changing anything, which is awesome. You know, it's just a mini mode, had a unique map, which is really cool. And I yeah. appreciate the fact that they took the time to do that. I just think maybe to look at the dynamic between the pullers and the pushers. Because I feel like the Polars are at a slight disadvantage. My initial impressions were pretty much the same as you, because I played Shane and Oryx during those first two matches. But I had the same troubles that you did, although when I was playing solo, went up against a five-man team that were actually pretty good galts, where they would stand just back from the edge. They would pull me in and then immediately hit me with a melee and drop me back that one foot into the lava. So I think that was the Polish strategy that you needed to use, and Mm -hmm. we just... Didn't pick it up. Yeah. But I played as Boulder in that last match that we did. Then I played a couple more matches as Montana. And I definitely agree that Montana was the way to go with this one because you could slow them down with your hailstorm and then they'd be easier to dash too. But I definitely agree that the pushers had a definite advantage because there's only two points they can jump to on the jump pads. Mm -hmm. So if you just post up there... They can't control their trajectory far enough to get out of your way. So you just do-do-do-do-do, and they're jumping at you. Then, boop, right off the edge. I was like, hey, I like tank yankers now. Now that we've got it and we just roll through and win, <laughs> it just proved that the pushers had the advantage. Because if you're jumping in as a galt, what are you going to do? You can't do anything. You can't no. dash me out of the way. I think the more I played it, the more I liked it. But it was just a fun, goofy mode. I hope it comes back. I really do. Yeah. It's one of those modes I want to play some more. And I hope maybe they reiterate, take a peek at, you know, the statistics behind it, who played who and what worked, what didn't, and maybe tweak it. I think if you changed it even just to pushers and then redid the map a little bit so maybe the walls had spikes or something on it. Because that was the other thing I found was that as a pusher, if you didn't line it up right, you just knock them into a wall, they'd be dizzy for a second, and then they could just jump around while you were on cooldown. And another thing I just thought of, I don't know if you could do this for like just this mode, or maybe, I don't know if you'd have to change it for the entire game, but if you made it so the pullers could disengage the pull. Yes. So you grab them, you pull them, and then you could click the button again, and then it would just disengage the pull, and they would stop. And whoop, oh, guess what? You're over lava, and you fall down and die. That would be an easy way to make the pullers instantly just as valuable as the pushers. Hell, I might even make them a little more valuable. I don't know. I mean, you'd have to get around to that edge mm-hmm. first. I mean, you still got to aim the shots, and you still got to figure things out. And like you said, it's the same with the pushers, because you still got to hit that dash. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of times when I'm, oh, I got this guy dead to rights. You know, I'm looking at the back of him, and he just goes, tweak over, and well, there I go. I'm gone. Never mind. <laughs> So yeah, initial impressions weren't great, but I think the more I played it, the more fun it became. I'd like to see it come back eventually at some point. Yeah, I hope it does. They put a lot of work into it, so I'm sure it will. They created an entire map for it. Speaking of that, they announced Rocket Brawl coming up pretty soon. Just jumping up to the coming up since we're on that topic. Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned for the time and date for the Rocket Brawl, which, if you do not know is all trash can bird. That's right. They went ahead and sped up his cooldowns, all this good stuff. You're going to fly around. You're going to compete for uh, different capture points, and then the whole time shooting rockets at one another trying to murder everybody else's face. Again, another fun, goofy mode. The one thing they did say, though, is check the next battle plan for time and dates and updates. I'm wondering if that's going to be two weeks from now in the next full battle plan, or if they mean the next hotfix update. Yeah, you're right, because it's been to that every other week. Maybe, but maybe not. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it could be anything at this point, but that's what they said, so that's what I'm going to assume, but they might surprise us next week. Who knows? Either way, I'm looking forward to it because they've set up a unique map for it, and it's got all these little islands, and you can fly over. The whole purpose is to be flying around as Benedict, shooting one another, and I hate Trash Can Bird. I suck with Trash Can Bird. So all that can happen is me being 
hilariously bad. But at the same time, the more trash can bird dies, the happier I am. So it should feed me nothing but happiness, whether I'm dying or they're dying. Everybody's dying. No, I, I know what's going to happen. Is you're going to be <laughs> flying around, getting rocketed out of the air 100% of the time. Just yeah. go, this is stupid. I hate this mode. Let's go, let's go play something else. <laughs> go play something else. <laughs> Next up, we got the hot fixes. Two fantastic ones, by the way. I don't know about the second one. We'll, no, we'll, talk, we'll talk about oh, it when we we'll get there. We'll talk about it. Come on, let's get to it. Yeah. <laughs> First up, we got Boulder. They dropped the damage on his level four augment to the left. They dropped the damage on that from 240 to 120 over four seconds. They said they did this for the obvious reason that we've talked about a lot on the show. He's just doing too much damage, so they want to drop that down, scale him down a little bit better. And I think they did say this kind of goes hand in hand with the Boulder Dash nerf that they did a few weeks ago where Mm -hmm. they really need to focus on him actually hitting his skills to do anything. I'm in agreement 100% with the change, and I think it's not the last one we're going to see. Yeah. I feel like they're pushing Boulder to get into the realm of being usable in tournaments again because he's always banned, period. Yeah. So uh, obviously you don't want your characters to be insta-banned. You want everyone to be on an equal playing field or as close as you can get. There's obviously going to be slight imbalances all over the place. It's impossible to be perfect. But I feel like, and I, I like the implementation they're going with here too. They're doing one at a time. They're popping it on, seeing how it feels, looking at it. Popping another one on, seeing how it feels, looking at it. Plus, it's also good for the individuals who play Boulder yeah. or just in general like to cry and go nuts. Because if you do like four or five big nerfs at once, you're never going to get great data because everyone's just going to stop playing them. You nerfed him to the ground. He's dead. It's over. You know, And then they just walk away and don't even try. Yeah, that was something I didn't even think of until you brought it up. We've seen that with a lot of other characters before. All right, we nerfed Eldrag's damage and his health and his this. And so everyone just stops playing him because he's, quote fingers, trash and garbage now. This is a good way to do it. Just kind of, here's a little tweak. Here's a little tweak. Here's a little tweak. You know, if you are a Boulder player, you can stick around and kind of work your way through it. Same thing happened with Melka. All right, we nerfed her this damage and this damage. All right, well, nobody's going to play her anymore. Mm-hmm. All right, well, now we got to turn it a little bit up, a little bit up, to try and fix what we, again, quote fingers, broke earlier. Which I still don't think was broke because that's another subject for another day. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Melka's ability to just run around and be crazy and just annoy you. I think is more valuable in some senses than, you know, being able to output enough damage to take, you know, any other characters down in a quick and timely fashion. That annoyance is a huge deal, especially when you're doing capture points. If you got someone jumping around, annoying the heck out of you, even though that you can't kill them, they can't kill you, you still have to waste your time being on that point. You can't go on to another point. You can't help out anybody who is in trouble from somebody else. It's a valuable asset. It's something to be utilized, I guess. And lately I've been playing against some really good Melkas who actually do get in close, put the spike damage on the ground that poisons you and slows you as well. You know, she's got that really good close-in harass versus before where when she'd stand half a map away and just lob in her canisters and just bleh. Anyway, so back to Boulder. Exactly. Boulder, I think it's a good idea. I still believe there's going to be maybe one or two more fixes, you know, to tone them down just a bit. Mm. But I like where it's going. I think it was needed. I look forward to actually playing some more and going up against some boulders and just see how it feels. Because like I've said before a million times, boulder was just way OP. It was ridiculous. Him just smashing me into a wall. Couldn't do any damage to him. He was just ripping me apart. Again, we've said it before. I think yeah. if he was keeping this damage, they would need to nerf his shield or his health a little bit. But it looks like they're going to the straight tank version of Boulder, which should be pretty cool. We'll see how it all falls out in the end. But I agree this is probably needed. The second one we might disagree on from what I hear anyway. But (laughs) Kelvin, 
They reduced the duration of sublimate from three seconds to two seconds. The reasoning behind this was they felt that the sublimate was too useful in the sense that a Kelvin could come in, you know, stun the entire group, and at the same time escape, leaving, you know, the rest of his team to be able to come in, finish up, clean up, or do whatever. It doesn't matter. It allowed him to initiate and escape. Yeah. They said by toning it from three seconds to two seconds, their hope is that now Kelvin has to think and go, do I want to initiate this fight and use my sublimate, come in, stun, and then start attacking? Or do I want to go in, attack, and if things go south, I can use sublimate to stun, get out, and maybe my teammate can come clean him up, or he's just stunned and I get away and live to fight another day. I like this because I thought it was always ridiculous that he would constantly just, oh, look, my teammates are starting to lose. Sublimate, boop, 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 stun, 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 and not only... Do all that, but just back all the way up out of the range of you being able to do anything about it. You're losing. You start to retreat. He's running around the side. Guess what? Sublimates back up. Oh, he's out. Oh, look, now the team's back on you. It was just terrible. I don't agree at all with that ability. I've never liked it, but I've always just been like, whatever. I don't see that many Kelvins. Yeah. So it's never been like to the point where I get angry or frustrated just because it's like one match in every 20 that we see a Kelvin who knows what he's doing and that happens. True, true. But since that was brought up, and I'm like, you know, that is true. It's it's never been quite fair that he's able to initiate and escape whenever he feels like it and do both at the same exact time. I'll say up front that I agree with what they're going for because I've even done it as a Kelvin myself. Oh, I'm down to half health, but my sublimate's up and my teammates are here. Let me use it, fly around the enemy team, and then run away and then go back. I understand where they're coming from because if you did use it that way, it was pretty cheap. But I feel like it was a couple months ago that they nerfed his sublimate speed to avoid this. Yeah, they did. Now they're nerfing the duration as well. I mean, there are some times when I use my sublimate to stun and get out, and I still can't get far enough away. So I think doing like double dose here, now the speed's down, now the duration's down. I might not even be able to use it as a really good escape. That's the only thing I'm concerned about. I think if they nerf it down to two seconds, they should tone the speed up just a little bit. Maybe not to where it was before because you'd still do the same thing. But I think if they increase the speed just a little bit, it would help out in making it a good escape or initiation. So I don't know. I think it needs just a little bit more of a tweak if they're going to nerf it this much. I don't play a lot of Kelvin, but the Kelvin that I do play, I, I notice that the speed was down. So now I'm going to notice that the duration's down too. It's going to make it a little less functional for me. I can see that, but I would just say, and you know, some comments reflect this in the uh, forums today. Now it just forces Kelvin to pay attention to the battlefield and pick and choose his battles. You can't just go run in and go, oh, well, I'll be able to get out. No problem. Ha ha ha. No, you have to go, hey, can I take him and her? Or maybe should I wait for two people to come in and strategize? Think about what you're doing instead of just have a free get-out-of-jail card every time you go into any situation whatsoever. So on the Community Spotlight this week, they went ahead and highlighted the Battleborn PS4 League that's led by Ed Chiba. It's an 11-week invitational tournament, and it's currently on its fifth week of matches. The next one is set to take place on Sunday, July 9th, if you're interested. Some of the teams that are participating are DPS Miko, Zahn the Ripornis, Insomniacs, Blitzkrieg, Handsome Thralls, Teleportalitators, Fist Force, which is a great name, beautiful, Taunters Anonymous, Learn to Play, and Target Band. Quite a few teams already popped in there, and uh, if you were looking for more information on that, they give you the links to check out the scheduling, when it's going to be on Twitch, all that. Check out the battle plan if you want to pay attention to that and follow it. And I recommend you do, obviously, if you like Gearbox, and especially if you like Battleborn. 
You get to watch people who actually know what they're doing face off against one another, and maybe you can learn a tip or trick. A tip or trick. (laughs) (laughs) I was definitely interested to see this because I hadn't heard anything about this Battleborn League before. I mean, I'd heard about the Helix Gamers League tournaments and stuff, but I never heard about these guys. So, yeah, definitely going to be checking that out. That's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. That's a lot of teams rocking and rolling. Yeah. Like we always say, we need we need to put our team together and go get our butts freaking handed to us. It'd be fantastic. That's right. It'd be <laughs> awesome. Uh, we already covered the coming up. However, there was one more piece in there that we did not mention. That's right. Which was those skins, Matt. What about them skins, man? We got a gold skin for Caldarius and a cyber skin for our buddy Eldrag. So hit up the battle plan for those. You know, Hit up your favorite retweeter of cool shift codes and uh, grab yourself up some new skins. One note on those skins is that uh, they expire on July 18th. So if you haven't picked them up, get them because before you know it, it's going to be July 18th. And then you're going to go, oh, man, I really wanted that Caldarius gold skin. Oh, too bad. Boo-hoo. Too late. So July 18th, get your skins, put them in. And I'm talking to you, Eric, because you never do it. But you're not going to listen to this episode, so it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. matter. (laughs) (laughs) Now, speaking of skins. What? We got something cool for you guys. I know I mentioned it last week. We reached out to our buddies at Gearbox and said, hey, our our one-year podcasting anniversary is coming up. You know, we've been putting it together for a year, but coming up on the 15th is our actual first episode anniversary. So can you guys put together something cool for our listeners? And they said, heck yeah, we can do that. So we've got Kelvin's Cyberskin for you guys. It's called Form and Matter, and they gave us a shift code for that. For all you listeners out there, we appreciate everything you guys have done for us and that means Absolutely. listening mailbags patreon all that good stuff next week's episode we're going to have all sorts of fun times that's because that's the official one mm. but to you know get a little little start to it we thought we'd throw this skin that gearbox was gracious enough to throw our way to give to you so thank them because they are the cool little mamba jambas in this scenario for sure oh we're cool too well we're cool too yeah we're sort of cool you know cooler than the average bear we're the cool mamma jammas you listen to in your ear holes come on that's right so form and matter kelvin skin here you go hopefully you can understand what i'm saying here's the code and i'll do this real slow so you understand grab your pen and paper get ready to write this down go for it eric s k k three three dash j six b z six dash Five five W J H dash X C six J three dash F J R H W. Right there, boys and girls, is Kelvin's form and matter. There you go, everybody. Another nice new cyber skin for you guys, courtesy of us, courtesy of Gearbox. We appreciate you guys listening. We hope you continue to listen. And if you know anybody who's interested in what happens with Gearbox, their games, whatever they publish, develop, any of that stuff, do us a favor. They say, hey, you know what? We got a podcast out there, you know, about Third Shift. Those guys are pretty cool. Get us some more listeners. We'd appreciate it. Like I said, and we always say, it motivates us to keep on doing it and throwing more content your way, more, you know, wild ideas, speculations that always go awry and never work out quite to our expectations <laughs> because why the hell not right that's right and i do have a side note this code expires july 21st 
So make sure that you guys get this one in before then. Otherwise, it'll be invalid. And then you'll say, oh, those third shift guys are liars. They're not, they, this is a totally bogus code. <laughs> and then you're going to write like some crazy one-star review, which all of you should be doing, except not the one-star part. But five stars would be fantastic on <laughs> iTunes and all those other <laughs> awesome places because then we're, you know, they were like the first choice that you see when you want to go to like a cool Gearbox gaming podcast. Oh, man. Yeah, get it in early. <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys are listening to this three years in the future, sorry, the code's not going to work for you. But if you're listening live every week, as you should be because you're subscribed and stars and everything, then you're going you're gonna to be able to pop this in, have yourself a nice new Kelvin skin. And another cool thing that we're going to be able to give away to you guys, actually, is they've given us a shift code for one Magnus loot pack. So we're going to be giving that away to you guys next week. Next week during our actual anniversary episode. I figured, how about for this one, to earn entries to get that Magnus loot pack, maybe send us in a mailbag question or some type of feedback. If you retweet on Twitter or share on Facebook the episode post, and for our next episode, we're looking for some feedback on favorite moments from the year, from the show, from your favorite Gearbox game, anything like that. We'll read that on the show. So three different ways to enter to win the Magnus loot pack shift code. You can do all three. Do any one of those things. We'll throw your name in the hat for each one that you do. And whoever the winner is, we'll contact you by Facebook message, Twitter DM, or email, some kind of way, and you'll get your uh, free loot pack. We'll mention this again next week. That code also does expire on the 21st, so when we announce the winner in our next episode... You want to use it. Yeah, make sure you get in there and actually use it. Don't let it just sit around in your DMs for a week. In fact, I'll remind whoever wins again to use it, because I know what happens. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I wonder if I won. Oh, I did. Oh, it's the 22nd. Uh, so yes, I'll make sure that they know whoever wins and then remind them and be that little fly on the wall. Hey, hey, listen. So yeah, keep an eye out for that and send us all your feedback and all your good stuff. And speaking of feedback. Hey-oh. Oh my God, the doorbell the is back. Oh, it's been forever. Yes. <laughs> this week's mailbag question comes to us from our buddy Steve Cadwallader v email, but he is at Code Cadwallader on Twitter. Well, first of all, I'm going to jump to the end because he says, thanks for the great shows. I've been enjoying IG2G and Third Shift both immensely and look forward to them regularly. Thank you, Steve. You're awesome. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate you. And as Danny said, you have a place on the shrine. <laughs> oh, dear. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> but his question this week is, where do you guys work? I imagine it's something financial, talks of quarter end, and clearly it sucks. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Since I'm guessing financial and I know you're in Michigan, Quicken Loans comes to mind. I'm sure it could creep the internet enough to find out, but nah. So, Eric, where do you work? Can we state that? Don't we have like an agreement or something stating something about work? I think you say where you work because it's posted up on I Facebook. Say, I know we can say where we work, but I, I don't, can we tie in that it sucks? The company's great. The day-to-day department stuff is not our favorite. Michael does listen, so <laughs> that could potentially be an issue. I think he listened once. I don't think he listens regularly. Yeah, I'm starting to suspect it was just he caught wind somehow that one episode where we completely made fun of Howard. So mm. he listened in on it. I mean, who wouldn't listen to that? Mm-hmm. Josh has listened to more than just one, though, so... Well, he's actually a buddy, though. Yeah. All right. Well, we work at Jackson National Life. And now, to be clear, Jackson National, as a business, is good to go. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. They're they're great. Yeah, no problems with them. But in our actual departments, oh my god, no windows, just fluorescent light bulbs all day, machines mm. that make this just droning noise blah, 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 all day long. Yeah. People who are sometimes questionably humans, I'm not sure. <laughs> now you might be I, crossing the line. I think there's some subset of humans. <laughs> Yeah, so I I work in the in the print center. Eric works in the document finishing center. So I get the jobs. I print them out. I send them over to those guys to get cut, folded, mailed, all that good stuff. So we live down in the dungeons of our little business. We run around, scurrying around, doing all sorts of very important work for the company. Well, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, you know, when you live in a dungeon, no matter what you do, you're usually viewed as a as a dungeon troll. For anybody <laughs> working in the uh, corporate business. And if you're down in the you know the lower decks, you understand what I'm talking about. So you go down to the mailroom, and it's like, oh, here's the here's the mailroom people. If you if you have a print center and you actually know where it is, which most people most don't. don't. <laughs> our our buddy Justin, when we were talking about where we work, he was like, oh man, I've heard that we have a print center, but I don't know where it is or how it is or what it is. It's just this mythical land where this is a magical place. <laughs> I just look at my inbox and paper and shows mail. up. I don't it's know fantastic. where it comes from. <laughs> look at these beautiful cards. I don't know how this was happening. It's fantastic. Uh huh. <laughs> wow, these posters sure do look great. I wonder where they came from. Oh goodness. The company's great. They take really good care of all their employees. You get really good benefits and all that stuff. It's just kind of the the day to day drudgery slash some of the people that you do have to work with are what kind of bring the job down. So when we talk about work being awful and terrible, it's just, you know, everybody has those days. Everybody has those times. Oh, it's crunch time, you gotta work a bunch of overtime. Ah, oh, this sucks. That kind of thing. Exactly. So there you have it. Now you know where we work in the real world. So we're going to get some fan mail directly to Jackson. Oh, that'd be awesome. Get an inner office envelope. What is this? It's fan art of us. Awesome. Yay. I feel special. I'm going to laminate this and put it on foam board. Woohoo! <laughs> I, we would, too. I would. <laughs> Hang it up right at your desk. Just oh, a giant yeah. foam board. All Except you'd come in and Bob would have punched well, he, it in Yeah, half. he'd punch a hole through it and throw it in the trash, burn it, and then say he never did it. That's getting left in the show, too. That's getting left in. <laughs> There's your answer, Steve. If anybody else has any questions for us, any comments, any concerns, or hey, if you want to send us some great times from the past year in Gearbox games or from the show, favorite episodes, favorite moments, you can do that via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Heck yeah. We also have a Patreon set up, as many of you know. Uh, we use it as a tip jar. If you like what you hear, throw a dollar our way, throw 50 cents our way, throw five bucks. Whatever you can spare is most appreciated. As I always state, it's going to go towards making the show better, you know, via that making new equipment, getting the games to talk about, anything, whatever whatever comes into our heads to make this better, that's what it's used for. So don't think we're running around with it, buying some new vans or whatever the hype shoes are these days. I'm an old man, so I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, believe when we go out and buy sushi for our podcast meetings. That's not that, that's Patreon. not Patreon money. No. That's coming out of our own pockets just because we're, we're hungry <laughs> and we want to treat ourselves. Exactly. But we do appreciate all of you who have donated now, present, past, maybe in the future. 
Mm-hmm. It's very much appreciated. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts, you guys, from the bottom of our hearts. And Eric put on a goofy voice, but we do actually appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's I, hard for me to say that. Yeah. It hurts my soul. It's dark Eric, and black. Eric can't say nice things <laughs> no, like, please or thank you. <laughs> no, I can't do that. It's very difficult. I, I grew up in a different way. <laughs> but we do appreciate it. We really do. Yeah, we do. If you can't donate monetarily, then you know what? As we always say, throw a mailbag question our way. Write us a cool comment. Hey, I know. Go to iTunes and rate us at five stars because that is actually helpful. Every podcast will tell you. They all love to say it. We love to say it. Five stars gets us known, makes us get to the top of the page. So that way when you're like, I want to listen to a podcast, it's like video games. And then you know what? I really like that Borderlands game. And then it's like, oh, well, hey, we got the perfect pick. Third shift. They got like 25 five-star reviews. You got to like them. Boom. So there you go. Help us out. So yeah, like Eric says, subscribe and stars. You can find the podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean. Sorry, YouTube. Someday. Someday, YouTube. And of course, this podcast drops every week on Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 14th of July for our very next episode, our one-year official podcasting anniversary extravaganza. So again, just a reminder, send in some mailbag questions, send in some favorite moments from Gearbox games from the show, and share this episode's post on Facebook, on Twitter, and you'll be in the running for a shift code for a free Magnus pack, which you can only buy with platinum. So hey, free is free, man. Free is free. Money's money. And time is money, friend. Boom! <laughs> World of Warcraft reference. Throw it in. Woo! Not bad, not it. bad. <laughs> But other than that, unless you got anything else, Eric. I do before we do the typical closing. Oh, my goodness. Don't forget to tune in next week, you sucker faces. We're going to have right. fun, and it's our freaking one-year anniversary. We made it. We did it. And we can't wait to talk and have a good time with it. So, as always, Matt, don't forget to save. Shut up and sit down.